You're listening to Pole Parlor, a fun, inspiring podcast for all those bewitched by pole dance. Each week, your Madam Crimson Minx has candid conversation with unique, engaging individuals from within and around the pole dance community. Pole Parlor is passionate about preaching creativity, soulful sensuality, and empowerment through pole dance. You know how we do. Welcome everyone to Pole Parlor. This is episode 11, Shane Evans. I'm your host, Crimson Minx. On this episode, we have Shane Evans. Shane is an Aussie living in Los Angeles who has made a career in pole dance off the pole as a publicist, social media advisor, correspondent, and overarching business professional. On this episode, we talk about how she fell into all these different areas of expertise, the difference between polling in the United States versus Australia, and she shares with us numerous stories about her pole dance adventures along the way. But before we jump in, I want to invite everyone to Parlor Play. Parlor Play is a non-pole event for pole dancers happening in Hollywood, California on Friday, May 27th, 2016. We'll be doing mini workshops, dance-offs, a costume contest, and free play throughout the evening, all with some pumping tunes, an open bar, and lots of sinful desserts. So head over to the website at poleparlor.com to learn more and get your tickets. Now let's bring on Shane. Welcome, Shane Evans, to the Pole Parlor Podcast. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited. Yeah, well, I'm excited, especially because you are on vacation in Bali and chose to do this interview. (laughs) So anyone who has the privilege of watching this video will see beautiful palm trees and like a cabana in the background. But (laughs) And there's the beach. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Sorry, guys. But, you know. (laughs) Someone's got to do it. Yes, living the life, um, which we will get into how you made that happen. So, um, but first, let's start off with uh, how long have you been polling and how did you first discover pole dance? Um, I went to what we call in Australia a hen's party. Um, In America, it's called a bachelorette party. And it was for a girlfriend of mine that I danced with since I was a young uh, child. And she decided to do a pole class. So we all went over to Bobby's Pole Studio, one of the original pole studios. It's moved a couple of times since then. And we all got dressed up in our slutty little outfits and thought we were the most magnificent pole dancers. So that was in 2007 that I did that. And as soon as the class was over, I signed up for pole classes at um, at Bobby's in the city. Um, so that's where it all began. And I remember at the at the bachelorette party, the first move we learned was the Hello Boys, and I was like, "This is definitely for me." <laughs> so, <laughs> I was in like red lycra and red leather and all of this, doing Hello Boys and. You know, back then, the funny thing was there was no media coverage about the stigmatism with pole dancing. So I just saw it as this fun thing and whatever. So, yeah, I signed up and decided to slut it up every week on the pole. Wait, what's the Hello Boys? It sounds like you're spreading your I legs. I think 
But. Yeah, I think you guys call it a martini oh, sit okay. where you put your hand under and, you know, spread the legs out. Yes. So, yeah, in Australia it's called a Hello Boys. Well, I'm calling it the Hello Boys from, from here on yeah. out because <laughs> that is way yeah. cooler than martini. So. Yeah, so, so after that I – I signed up for classes and I did beginner level one and then I did intermediate level one and then my life just got super busy and I gave it a break for a couple of years and then I went back with full force in 2010 and I didn't stop there. So I started doing one class a week and that turned into two classes which ended up basically me living at the pole studio after that. So yeah. Haven't given up since. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have a history as a dancer? Uh, Yeah, big history, actually. I I started dancing when I was three, you know, like every little girl does, um, tap, ballet, jazz. And as the years progressed, I kind of got a bit good at it um, at one stage. And I... Um, continued with that through high school and then in high school my dance teacher said why don't you audition for the Cronulla Sharks cheerleading squad and I was like well okay you know so I went down there and shook my pom-poms and I got in and I was the youngest person ever and I still hold this record to be accepted into a cheerlead as a cheerleader in a football team in Australia I was 14 and nine months which is the exact legal age you can work in Australia (laughs) so I became a a bit of a celebrity at my school um, from that and then uh, my dance teacher also got me a few other gigs I danced in a cabaret show on the Sydney showboat Um, I ended up doing go-go dancing at a a number of nightclubs when I was underage. My parents actually used to drive me there because <laughs> I legally couldn't drive either. So, um, yeah, that's um, that's what I did. And I'll tell you a funny story that happened. So um, I'm sure we'll get into why I'm in Australia and Bali, but um, Don Curry's been shooting in Australia and our first shoot was at House of Paul Menai, which is Amber Ray's studio. So... We went there uh, two weeks ago and Amber and I were walking up to McDonald's to get some coffee and she asked if I grew up in the area that we were shooting in, all of that. And I told her, you know, I was a Cronulla cheerleader and all of this stuff and she stopped walking and went, holy shit, you're Shane Evans. (laughs) And I went, "Uh, yeah. She goes, no shit. She goes, I know who you are now. I, I've known about you since I was like a little teenager. I wanted to be you when I grew up. So she knew about me from Cronulla cheerleading and all of the other stuff. And she just had this big fangirl moment. And I was like, oh, my God, I fangirl over you. You shouldn't be fangirling over me. So um, so that was quite funny. And, um, yeah, it, it was it was nice to be recognised for something other than pole dancing, like, you know, something in my past life. So... That was um, that was quite funny, and yeah. So I've just continued dancing. I did ballet for 20 years as well, um, jazz, any type of dance you name it, I've done it. So it's it's always been in my life. Wow! But you didn't you did go to university? You have because I know that 
you still dance or are a good dancer, but you also do other <laughs> things in the pole dance industry. So you did end up going to like a university or got. Yeah. Okay. So I got a few qualifications. Um, after high school, I went to university, hated it, dropped out. And then um, I got a job in real estate. So I went and did a diploma of property and stayed in real estate for eight years. And then after that, I just, I got so sick of real estate. It was a 24 hour job, even though now my job is 24 hours, but I actually like it. Um, So I decided to go into event management. So I went back to university and got a degree in business majoring in event management. And then when I moved to the States, I went to UCLA and got a certificate of public relations as well. So I've I've got a few qualifications in that regard. Yeah. What made you come to the U.S.? um, So my husband is American and we met almost six years ago now in Hawaii on the beach. Um, So he moved over. We did the long distance back and forth and then he said, basically, stuff it. I'm going to quit my life and move to Australia. And all he wanted to do was surf all day and bartend at night. And the the apartment that I've got there is um, is right on the beach, so that that surfing side of it was sorted out. So he got a job, and we lived in Australia for a year, and then I decided I wanted to try my luck in America. So um, we moved back over to LA, and that's where it all sort of began from there. And that was, what's the date today? April 14th. Ah, well, I moved to America in exactly one week from today. Oops, wait, I've cut out. One week from today, three years ago. So that's my anniversary. Wow. Yeah, and you see, that's, I mean, and you're you're back there now, so you're really international, but based in Los (laughs) Angeles for those who are wondering. Yes. (laughs) And so you are one of the few people that have made yourself, you are, I would consider a pole professional, but like an off the pole professional, if that makes sense, right? Like you're not. I'm very much off the pole. I'm very much (laughs) off the pole. I will admit that I'm, I'm a very lazy pole dancer right now. So yes. (laughs) Well, you've done for those, cause we spoke. Um, with Brian Wolf last week, and didn't you had a um, a history in that same program or that same dance studio that the Choreo House that and has <coughs> performed with them, right? So it's not you. You were dancing yeah. pretty intensely for a while. Yeah, I I didn't actually do the same scholarship program as Brian um, officially, but I did it unofficially. Okay. So. Um, when I moved to America, I got told about this choreography house. So I walked in there and it's, uh, it's a funny story. So in Australia, all the poles are 38 mil spinning and most of them don't go on static. So I walked into Sasha Lee's class, you know, all, ah, you know, <laughs> this and that. Had no idea about pole stars or anything like that because I was in the little Bobby's bubble back home. So had no idea who Sasha Lee was, Natasha Wang, Kelly Yvonne, all of that. So I walked in and I'm standing there in my little bikini because that's what we wear in Australia. Um, and I said to Sasha, I said, um, excuse me, I think my pole's broken. 
And she goes, what are you talking about? I said, it's not spinning. And she goes, this is a static class. And I went, what, what the hell's a static class? <laughs> so I discovered that poles went on static after that. And then I was like, oh, so we're going to put on our high heels now? She goes, uh, we don't wear high heels. And I was like, I was like, what the fuck is this place? I was like, this is my biggest nightmare. So anyway, I continued after that, fell in love with it. Um, and I asked Kelly Yvonne for a job, just straight up. Hey, I'm Shane. Can I have a job? And she was like, okay. So I started doing work study um, at the studio. And then Kelly had an opportunity. It's called Performance Track. So it's an eight-week program, I think, off the top of my head. And it does exactly the same stuff as the scholarship program, but for a shorter amount of time. So I did the work study plus the performance track, and then that led me into um, being able to perform at a recital, a student recital at King King. So that was really my first major performance um, in America. And I did this whole mashup of, you know, I come from the land down under, then it went into California dreaming and all of this stuff. So, you know, I got, I got very ambitious and it turned out to be a six minute bloody routine. So exactly. <laughs> I, I, I killed myself the first performance. So, um, yeah. So after that, I, Kelly asked me to assist on the girl next door shows as stage management. So there was in 2014, um, I literally worked on every show that Kelly ran um, internationally, statewide, nationwide. And um, that year I auditioned for uh, Girl Next Door to be part of the company. And I got in, which was great. And then at the student recital that year, um, Kelly was, they give awards out and she's talking about, it, the award was Rookie of the Year. And she's like, this girl actually didn't perform in any of the shows she isn't part of the company until now and I'm sitting there going who the hell's this bitch hasn't even performed and she's getting an award and then she called my name yeah. <laughs> I was like oh, holy shit oh, I like so never mind Go yeah on. yeah I'm like never mind okay thank you so yeah that was really cool and my parents were there as well oh. to watch that show and see me get the award so yeah, yeah for Kelly those who don't know Kelly Yvonne is a choreographer in Los Angeles who has a studio called Choreography House and she has a company and they put on performances all over not just Los Angeles but all over the world so that's what um, Shane's referencing in case you haven't heard of it and Girl Next Door is a name in one of the shows and so yeah yeah so Kelly really paved the way for me in that side of it um, in Los Angeles so um, without her, I, I really wouldn't be doing that side of, um, of performing and stage management and shows and competitions. So, yeah, I'm really, really grateful that she gave this Aussie girl a, a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yes, us too. And then, so now we lead on to your off-the-pole professional life because you really yeah. have done so m- much um, creative business stuff within pole that is off off the pole so um, one of the things is you you started a magazine volaire magazine yeah um can you tell us a little bit about that yeah i um i actually didn't 
initially started, a girl named Kerry, who lives in Brisbane in um, Queensland, started it. And how we didn't actually know each other, but how we got hooked up is um, United Pole Artists does the Polar Choice Awards every year. And um, I got nominated and somehow came ninth in it. I've got no idea how. Um, but Kerry was like looking through it going, who is this girl that like came ninth beating like Natasha Wang and all of this, you know? And, um, so Kerry reached out and contacted me cause part of the description it had, you know, that I do PR and all of that. So she reached out and asked if I would like to join Valare on the, doing the reporting on the U S side of it because she couldn't get to all the events and didn't have access to all the pole dancers here. So I came on board initially as um, just a reporter and then um, Kerry allowed me to become one of the owners of Valare. So, yeah, we worked together for a couple of years producing the magazine. Um, but like anything at the moment, print is not favor favorable. Um, so, yeah, we've just kept it to online news now through the UPA site. So uh, that's how it's that's how Valare kind of evolved. <laughs> and what was Valare? Sorry, I pronounced it incorrectly yeah. at first. But no, it that's is, OK. Uh, it's so a it, it's a pole and aerial arts magazine. So we reported on individual performers, events, um, anything that was going on in the pole and aerial world, um, we put it in the magazine. So, yeah. Okay. So then that makes sense of how you naturally transitioned over to United Pole Artist, which um, we've had Anne-Marie on the podcast before, too, yes. so people know about. But how did cool. that relationship start and what's your role with that? Okay, so um, as Valare was happening, I'm sure everyone remembers the cancelled Australian pole camp um, that the Wallers cancelled it 24 hours before it was due to start. Um, what about for those who don't? Can you just okay? That so really quickly, um, I, last year, the year before, I think. Okay, either last year or the year before, I can't remember now. There was um, an Australian pole camp exactly like a pole festival, pole convention, oh, okay. um, and it was due to take place in Sydney and 24 hours before the event was due to start, all the polers were flying out there from all over the world and the Wallers decided to cancel it. Um, read the articles on UPA, there's three of them that okay. go into quite a lot of detail as to why. Um, so Anne-Marie, I, I started getting a lot of um, messages and phone calls from distraught American stranded pole dancers there. So um, what happened was Maddie, Shimmy, Amber Ray, um, and a lot of the Andrea Riff, all the Australian pole dancers banded together and did an emergency pole camp um, to take in place of the other one. So Anne-Marie and I were alerted to it and because Anne-Marie didn't understand a lot of Australian terminology in terms of who to make reports to and things like that, she reached out to me and we worked together on the articles and did a, a, a big investigation into uh, why they cancelled it because a lot of things didn't add up on our end. So we started working together on that and then she asked me to do a few more things, report on different events and 
now I'm working for UPA full time. I am the head of marketing and public relations. Um, and I also do a lot of the business operations with Anne-Marie as well. So her and I basically spend our lives together either on Skype or on text or on everything. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we've, uh, we've gone from not knowing each other a couple of years ago to now living in each other's pockets basically. So wow. yeah, it's been, um, it's been great though. It's, um, she's given me a lot of opportunity, um, to grow myself and to grow with the company too. That's a good coworker to have. <laughs> yes. Sexy coworker yes. to have. I know. I know, right? Jesus. <laughs> and so. um, for those listening, I'll put links to the articles that Shane's referencing in the show notes, so we can, um, if you want to understand what she's speaking about more. Um, yeah. Great. So you, um, that is a large job of yours. Is you do um, you work for UPA, but then you yeah. also have another business which is called vertical life pr correct yes 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 that's um that's when i started a few years ago um and how that came about um sasha lee approached me and she was looking to get some more exposure um personally for herself um so i met with sasha and i was like you know i don't do that side of it really i said but you know what i'll give it a go so I wrote a few articles about Sasha and I started sending it out to all the magazines and poll publications in the world. Um, I ended up getting Sasha on two pole dancing digital covers. Um, I think it was pole to pole and one other I can't remember. So after that, people kind of started taking notice of it and I, I still didn't have a business name. I was just doing it as a, you know, as a friend and favor. And then, um, what happened was Jamila contacted me and she asked me, how the hell do you have more Instagram followers than me? Uh, yeah. Jamila. Basically Jamila, like, it's just, polar, and, right. For those who don't know, Jamila DeVille yeah. has, uh, has been pulling for a while. So, yeah. So she was, she was also the first Miss Pole Dance Australia in 2005 um, and has just done like everything under the sun. And she was, she banged me and she's like, how do you have more Instagram followers? <laughs> and I said, I've got a secret sauce recipe. And she said, what is it? I said, I can't give it to you, but I can do it for you. And she goes, okay. So that's how the management side of Instagram and social media accounts um, came about. And then other people started calling me and I was like, geez, I think I've got a business here. So I rang Sasha and I was like, I need to think of a name for this business. Like my husband's literally in line at the registry office now. I need to like give him a name. And um, we came up with Vertical Life PR. And the reason for that was vertical because we're all, you know, upper pole or on straps or um, silks and all of that. And I wanted to bring life into the pole and aerial community and help publicize people in that regard. So that's, um, that's how the name came about. And that's how the company started from there. Cool. And so you do social media, you, you do PR, meaning you get people in publications. And I, I yeah. actually just remember 
didn't you get a bunch of people on like a Jerry Springer or something recently? I, Did I see? I, that? I, um, it, okay, sort of. Okay. Um, <laughs> so the Jerry Springer thing went out and um, everyone started contacting me because they were like, oh, is this legit, Shane, this and that? I said, why doesn't someone just pick up the phone and ring him? There's a phone number. And no one would. So I picked up the phone. Nadia Sharif was at my house that night, actually. And she's like, we've got to get someone. We're going to do this. Uh And I said, okay, so why don't we just pick up the phone and call him? So I did. And I spoke to the producer and I ended up recommending um, someone for it. And it ended up not working out. But um, I gave them a few more contacts and yes, so I didn't organize it directly, but gave them the leads into it. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah. so, and is that a objective of yours of starting <coughs> to get people recognition outside of the pole industry as well? Yeah. I mean, the way the pole industry is going, um, we do need more recognition outside of um, our own small community so yes that is one of the objectives and goals that I aim to do and um, and UPA does a lot of that too so you know the pole industry has so many facades of it you've got you know the sexy pole and the pole fitness and pole art and whatever else they come up with tomorrow so um, part of UPA is recognizing all of the different styles of dance Um, and we also um, want to reach it out to the broader audience. I'm sure people have seen that BuzzFeed um, does a few articles. Um, Playboy's done some articles about pole dancers as well. And um, and that's the objective I have to bring it out to the masses so the general public can understand, which they really don't, but understand more of what pole is about. And it's not just, you know, sliding up a slippery pole in a dirty strip club. So... Um, yeah, we, we do really want to make the, the public aware of it and try to get it accepted as a legitimate fitness regime. That's funny because when you said that sliding up and down a slippery pole, that is such a huge misconception. So many people ask me, oh, do you put lotion on before so you can like yeah. slide around the pole? And that just shows basic ignorance of how it works. And I always have to say, yeah. no, it's quite the opposite. Do not put lotion on or yeah. you'll just slide off the pole and yeah. off your ass. <laughs> yeah. No, a lot of people have asked me that as well. And if there's been a pole there, you know, some people have asked me because I've got a pole in a stage pole that I put in the backyard and you know, people are like, oh, do you, have you lubed it up? And so I'll go get moisturizer and I'll go here, lube it up, go do a trick, try climb the pole with lube on it, go for it. So then they realize they're like, and then they go, you know, and it's like, yeah, thanks guys. So yeah, um, yeah, no, it is a misconception. Uh, Yeah. Huge one. Huge. So it's, um, yeah, it's quite funny though, when they try to do it, it gives me a laugh. Yeah. Make sure you film that. (laughs) And so you're also um, an ambassador for Superfly Honey Poleware, which is out of Australia, correct? Yes, it is. And so how did that relationship happen and what does it mean? Because I've always wondered this because there are people (laughs) who are like, I'm an ambassador for for this wear or, um, you know, Bad Kitty or Rad or, or Superfly Honey. And what does it mean to be an ambassador? So uh, Sheena from Superfly Honey, uh, the owner of it and designer and creator, 
um, noticed my Instagram profile and had been following me for quite some time. So she literally just sent me a Facebook message and said, hi, I'm Sheena. I'm from Australia. I'm doing this new collection. Um, these, this is what it'll look like. Would you be interested in being a brand ambassador? And I said, okay, what does that entail? Because <laughs> I had, you know. I don't know So, she, yeah, so she said it was to represent the clothes um, and to build a relationship between Superfly and myself. And we would mutually um, publicize each other and support each other and build each other up. So I said yes to that. A lot of um, – so one thing with being a brand ambassador, some contracts actually don't allow you to wear other people's clothing um, and put it on social media or wear it on a stage. So Sheena did say, you know, you're free to wear whatever you want, whenever you want. Um, so that worked out really well. And um, so I organised a photo shoot with the clothes. She sent them over. Um, and since then, yeah, I've I've – love the label as well when she sent me the um the first lot of clothes i was like holy hell this shit's amazing it's really <laughs> nice looking everyone should check it out if you haven't already superfly honey pool wear and like her yeah. social media is real like done very well too yeah so she's um she's absolutely amazing and yeah we've We've done quite a few things together. We did a, um, a really cute, sexy Christmas poll video that I got the girls from the choreography house to be in. Um, I've done – I got her a sponsorship. So she sponsored the opening of Paragon in Australia, which is a dance competition run by Kelly Yvonne. Um, oh, okay. So we had Maya um, wearing some of the Superfly Honey stuff and all the girls in the opening wear it as well. So, cool. yeah, the brand has really been taken. She she only started last year. So it's really young. She, yeah. 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 So um, Sheen is actually over here in Bali at the moment designing the new collection. Um, last year she, she was telling me last night I met her for dinner and she lived in Bali for six months last year designing and creating the first collection so she's back over here at the moment and um, she should have all the samples done within the next few days so we are going to photo shoot in Bali next week with all the new line which I'm really excited about. Wow what a life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because would you yeah. say that most of your work well first of all would you, is your professional life 100% in the pole industry? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 100% dedicated. And you're, you, you have a few different um, facets, but that you are 100% in pole. Yes, it yes. that allows you to be mobile, though, which, because you really can, I mean, do, do you travel actually to a lot of events around? I do. Last year, I probably went to about 60 pole shows, competitions, oh. events everywhere. So last year, um, after working with UPA for a bit, I said to Anne-Marie, we need representation at events. So I volunteered to do it. Um, so basically every week I was traveling somewhere to report on pole events. So I was fortunate enough to go to a lot of places that I've never been in the US. Like 
I knew that Miss Pole Dance was happening in Nashville. Mm -hmm. Never been to Nashville. I'll go. Um, Pole Theatre was happening in Denver. Never been. I'll go. Um, So, you know, and Pole Convention in New Orleans run by Colleen Jolly, I went to that. And it was all things that I would have never have done. So this year I... I'm not going to as many events. Uh, What UPA has done is we've actually got our own set of ambassadors that we work with and um, we give them the opportunity to attend events and report for UPA. So they send all the material to – Brian's actually the head of it. He's he's the head of it. Yeah. Yeah, so um, they send all the material to either myself or Brian and we put it up on Instagram and Facebook and all of that. So we've got people all over the world um, reporting for us so UPA can stay on top of everything that's going on in the poll industry. So that's um, that's one of the things that we've been really working on because I didn't want to be traveling to all the events um, this year. You know, I do have a husband, so <laughs> I have to I have to be home sometimes. So yeah. I decided to take a bit of a back seat, even though it doesn't look like it right now. But um, yeah, so that's why we created the the UPA ambassadors to do that. That's and that's what that was um, part of your your business knowledge bring, bringing that program. So. I yeah, that's part and, of your role, right? At at yeah, yeah. Is like, how do we make this function better? How do we make yeah. this function more efficiently? How do we get more information out there? So it's a smart exactly. system. It, it was um, it was mainly Anne Marie's idea, and um, Brian and I ended up executing it. So cool. it's it's been working really well, um, and we've got also a team of bloggers that um, that I manage too. So they send me the blogs, and I upload them. And, um, and it's great because we're getting information and knowledge um, from everywhere around the world because not everyone just wants to hear from Anne-Marie and I all the time, you know. <laughs> so um, it's really good to get such a variety of um, information and content and it's stuff that we never thought to write about, you know, and, and people find it interesting. So it's, um, it's brilliant. And all the bloggers are fantastic. Um, they send the most interesting stuff and I'm like, Oh, never thought to write about that. So yeah, it's, um, it's great being, um, being able to grow the UPA team and expand around the globe with it. Yeah, and so if someone listening actually wants to participate, are they able just to look you up on the UPA website and email you about possibly yeah, just, doing yeah, a blog post or something? Yeah, we've um, I've, there's a form submission on UPA. Um, I'll, I'll find the link and I'll send it to you yeah, so you can I'll put, put it, it in, in the, the notes. notes. Yeah, yeah, so if anyone wants to apply to become an ambassador or a blogger, by all means, we love anyone joining the team so feel free to submit yes i encourage anyone who's interested to definitely take advantage of the opportunity Mm. and so um do you have now we're not asking for your secret formula here but do you have it because i know yeah pay for that specialness (laughs) but but say you know someone you're also not going to take on a client that has not established themselves at all um i know that in pr you kind of have to lay a foundation so do you have any suggestions for people who are kind of starting their journey but considering growing themselves into more of a um uh yep a figure in the pool community any suggestions yep. for them 
Yeah, so um, actually that's um, it's interesting that you mentioned that. So there's a girl that I'm working with at the moment. Her name's um, Lauren Eliza. She's based in Dallas. Um, and she approached me for that exact thing. She wants to start growing her career and she didn't know where to start. So I always recommend to start with the Instagram because that is where basically every pole dancer goes now. So I started working with her, building her Instagram. We've been working together for a few months now and it's going really well. Um, Lauren also is one of our UPA ambassadors. So I do recommend um, hooking up with, it doesn't have to be UPA, but aligning yourself with someone that can help grow um, you as a person and you as a brand. Um, we, one of the things that we do um, for our ambassadors is not only get them, you know, into events free, we mentor them as well. So it doesn't really matter what side of the pole industry you want to go on. If you want to go touring, if you want to be a teacher, if you want to be a publicist like me, if you want to start a blog, we will help you grow yourself and advise you on how to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of the things we do. And that's one of the things we're doing with, um, with Lauren, um, Emery had a really good conversation with her the other day on how, where she wants to go and how she's going to get there. So there is, um, that foundation that we do for the UPA ambassadors and any of my clients personally as well. So, um, I've got another guy that is a, is a handstand guy and martial arts and that, and he wanted to grow himself as well online. And um, he started out very small, and we've we've grown his Instagram to I think it's well over five or six thousand now, which is which is great. So um, yeah, we do. I, I do work with people that are from the bottom, you know, okay. and that way we can start molding and developing a strategy on on where they want to go and what they want to achieve in the pole industry because it's not just touring like some I I'm not I am not a teacher and I'll admit that <laughs> I, I have tried it and I'm really shit at it so there was no way I was going to be a touring artist and but there's so many other avenues you can go in the pole world rather than touring and you know a lot of people just think okay well I've won a competition I can now be a touring artist it, it takes a lot more than that and it takes a lot of um, behind-the-scenes business savviness to be able to get there. So that's um, that's what we aim to do, myself and Anne-Marie, is, is help people grow within the industry in whatever way they want to go. What a great opportunity. That's amazing. Yeah. And in that way, you've created your own business and your own way to yeah. attend, be in the, the pole industry so yeah yeah no it's been, it's in the been pudding. fun <laughs> <laughs> it's been fun yeah great so let's now take this into our second part of our um the questions i ask all of the guests so the okay. first the first one which is a fun one who is your pole crush Ooh. i saw um yeah i was thinking about this yesterday um Basically, I'm totally obsessed with Maddie Sparkle's bum at the moment. Um, just her bum. Uh, yeah, just just her bum. No, she's um, <laughs> she's a great person overall as well. So I um, I saw her at Dance Filthy competition in Sydney over the weekend, and she was walking around in her little booty shorts and like a little tank and high heels. And I was just like, seriously, I'm sitting here looking like shit right now, and you're walking around like this, and I'm just like. <laughs> 
kept staring at her bum and I'm like, I, I need to get out of here. I'm like <laughs> going to get depressed right now. So, um, yeah, totally obsessed with Maddie at the moment. And um, Luckily, I'm be she's a, bit... a good dancer, so it's not, oh, you she's know, so, she, so she's and, deserving of that recognition. And, it isn't just her body shape. <laughs> yeah, and she's so nice too. Like, it's <laughs> just do. ridiculous. So, um, yeah, basically I'm, I'm really obsessed with Maddie at the moment. And, um, of course, Boo Boo Brian, I have to say that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's great. He's I, I love him. Guy. And... Um, I'm going to be a bit biased, but I really love any Australian pole dancer. Um, their style, you know, the sexy style and the sex it up style is is something that I think the pole industry hasn't been doing as much of lately. And I think we just need to get back to sexing it up. So, uh, I love yeah, that. that's yeah. – um, yeah, any of the Aussie pole dancers out there, keep doing what you're doing. Yes, and what can we do to get the 38 poles over to the United States? Because uh, Americans have just got to stop like freaking out over them. Like they <laughs> the, they do. For those who don't know, out. they're they're uh, the poles are a lot thinner in, in Australia. Yeah, and you can, like, iron X for days, yeah. you know, like, it's great. I don't so. know why we're standing for these 45s <laughs> over here when there's a 38 yeah. option. So yeah. I, let's start but, a movement. If anyone wants yeah. to start a movement, I'm on your team. <laughs> Bring back the 38s. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> cool. So Maddie Sparkle, Boo Boo Brian, yeah. Brian Wolf, and um, yeah. all Australian pole dancers as a whole. Yes. That's a yes. good group you got there. It covers <laughs> <Yes>. a lot. <laughs> And so next question, how would you like to see the pole community evolve over the next five years? Um, the pole community at the moment, obviously, everyone knows it's really, really small, um, but it is growing at a rapid rate. Um, the thing that I want to see happen, which I think it's it's lacking at the moment a bit, is unity within the pole industry, where such a small community um, in an overall sense that, um, you know, segregating the pole community into, oh, well, pole fitness, pole strippers, pole this, pole that, I don't think is unifying us. So, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all pole dancers in, in some regard. Whether you do the fitness side, the sexy side, strippers, it doesn't really matter. We're all pole dancers and we really need to stop segregating our already segregated community <laughs> because we really are segregated within mm-hmm. in the broader, broader world. So we really needed to just bring it back and think of why we're all there. We're there for the same passion and it doesn't really matter if you strip on it dance around it, fungi on it. The thing is, it's still a pole, you know. So I just want to bring back the the unity within the industry. And I think by doing that, we're going to have a bigger voice overall and and make the public see how awesome our industry is. So I I really want to see it grow, but I want to see it grow in the right way. Okay. That's that's good. Respect all areas of pool. Even we're not all going to subscribe to all different areas, but that doesn't yeah. mean it doesn't deserve the respect. Yeah, absolutely. Preach on. I like that. <laughs> so, do you have anything? <laughs> Peace. So, do you have anything con- coming up that you'd like to share with the audience? And how can people find you on social media? Um, well, if you're not already following me, yeah. why the hell not? No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so yeah, at the moment I'm just uh, I'm wrapping up a tour of Australia with um, with Don Curry and um, and going to Dance Filthy Sorry as well. Sorry to for interrupt the- for people who don't know who Don Curry is. He's a very um, prominent photographer in the pole dance community. Yeah, so um, I've been touring with him, um, doing pole shoots around Sydney. He's still there. Um, And I go back to LA. We've got the um, UPA will be live streaming the US Aerial Championship, which is um, held in New York in May. Um, So that's a good project uh, coming up. And then we will be going to pole convention, um, live streaming a lot of that. I'm actually doing a talk on social media um, there at pole convention. And then at the moment, there's a couple of months off until pole expo and all of that stuff. But I'm sure a million things will come up. So I don't anticipate that will actually be time off. (laughs) So. uh, yeah, but um, yeah, the US Aerial Championship is the is the next big one. It's it's a huge two day event over in New York. That's so May fourteenth, which happens to be the same day as Miss Pole Dance America, correct? Yeah, so uh, make sure you live stream so, US Pole Championship. You better be busy doing something pole that weekend if you're on <laughs> yeah. the East Coast, I guess. But yeah, absolutely. And where so can we, um, we can live stream that. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, we're going to be live streaming it through UPA.tv. Um, so yeah, just check it out. We'll that's put links great. up on um, our Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that. So yeah, I got that. Um, and yeah, my personal stuff, you can find me at Shane Babe. Um, that's my Instagram and Twitter as well. I don't have a Facebook fan page. I'm not that, you know, fan-like. So, yeah, but um, Instagram is where you can find us and obviously follow our UP artists on Instagram as well. Emery and I put up some really cool stuff on that. Yeah, gotcha. So, every just keep checking. There's a calendar page on UPA as well. So, yeah. So, you can follow along. Yeah. So, you're busy. Great. Um <laughs> And you're also in Bali, so I'm going to stop taking up much more of your time and just ask you if you can wrap things up with an empowering message or quote or anecdote or anything just to to leave us with. Yeah, um, Oscar Wilde said a quote, um, just be yourself because everyone else is taken. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, just go out and be yourself. Stop trying to be, you know, the next... Natasha Wang or you know Maddie Sparkle or whatever develop your own style and and work out where you're going with that and just keep it real basically don't uh don't try be something that uh that you're not that's true because you wouldn't be where you were if you were trying to follow someone else because no one's done this before you so (laughs) yeah that's true so look you're living you're a living example and just that's speaking to everyone all of the pool artists that we love the most original so that's a great quote to end with thank you yeah well thank you and thank you so much Shane for agreeing to be on the podcast and taking a little break from your magical vacation (laughs) a break from my break okay yeah Yeah, thank you no thank you (laughs) thank you so much for having me on I'm uh I'm really honored that uh that you reached out to me and thank you to anyone that listens if you do listen um so yeah no thank you very much I really appreciate it no problem anytime bye (laughs) (laughs) cool thank you for listening to the pole parlor podcast 
Want more? Visit PoleParlor.com for show notes and to link to the Facebook group where you can connect with other Poleaholics and continue the conversation. Listen to past episodes and subscribe to new episodes on the website, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Lots of love, babes. Thanks for listening.